Uh, all right. Um, so uh, this is my lovely wife, Ariel. Uh, we'll be sharing a little bit for communion. Um, if you could turn to Exodus 12, and while you're turning there, um, I'm just going to be talking. So First uh, Corinthians 11, you don't have to turn there, but it says, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So um, back when I was in campus, I went to Tuskegee, and the leader there, he would tell us before we did communion, uh, make sure you talk about communion during your communion. Make sure you talk about the body of Christ or the blood of Christ before communion because, I mean, it's biblical. We need to be thinking about the body and the blood that we're about to consume, right? So I did a little research on that, Ariel and I did. And um, so Exodus 12 is talking about the Passover. The Passover was when the Israelites were um, enslaved in Egypt and God sent a bunch of plagues. And the last plague was a plague on the firstborn. We've all seen the movie probably, right? Um, and so all the firstborn in Egypt were going to be killed that night unless they had uh, the blood of a lamb on their doorpost, right? So Exodus 12, 5 talks about um, basically the requirements of that lamb. So I'm going to read that. It says, the animals you choose must be year-old males without defect. You may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the members of the community of Israel uh, must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Uh, that same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it until morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. Alrighty, so there's two things that I want to talk about with the lamb that they had to pick. First thing is the lamb had to be a male lamb. So why did the lamb have to be a male lamb? So Romans 5.19 kind of says it perfectly. Uh, the male lamb represents Adam, who is a man, and Jesus, who is a man. As sin came into the world through Adam, it also left through Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans 5.19 says, Just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, all of us, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. All right. So the second thing is that the lamb had to be without defect. Uh, this is where it really kind of hit me uh, about the lamb, right? Because I can tend to, on Sunday morning, I can think like, oh man, I've, I had such a sinful week. Like um, I shouldn't be taking communion or I, I really messed up last night or um, I, I don't even, I'm not in the mood, like, oh my goodness, like, can I really take communion? And I'm thinking about my defects, but God told them to get a lamb with no defects, right? So that's the key, right? We are, the, the Israelites, they weren't forgiven, they weren't passed over because they had no defects. They were just as sinful as the Egyptians living next door. What the reason why God passed over them is because they had the lamb, the blood of a lamb on their doorpost. And so in the same way, the reason why we escape wrath is because we have the blood of a perfect lamb on our doorpost. So 
when we're eating this bread and drinking this cup, we're saying, uh, we're eating that Passover lamb and we're saying, I have the blood of Jesus, the son of God on my doorpost, right? I believe in him. I repented of my sins. I gave my life to him and I was baptized in his name and I'm, I'm hiding out under his blood, right? And I think it's cool that we sang the song where it says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So Ariel's going to share a little bit now. Oh, Ariel. Uh, so a few cool similarities that I saw between uh, the actual Passover lamb that they used like a thousand years ago um, and Jesus on his crucifixion um, were the lamb, the lamb had to be chosen and brought into the house four days before Passover um, and four days before Jesus' death. Um, on the eve of Passover, he came into Jerusalem on a donkey. Um, another thing was the lamb that they chose had to be in the prime of its life. So for that, for lambs, that's one year old. Um, but for Jesus, that was 33 years old after he'd gone through and done all his ministry. Um, the bones of this particular lamb, um, the Israelites weren't allowed to break it. So they couldn't break it during the cooking or even the eating of this lamb. Uh, and same with Jesus. His bones weren't broken during the torture, um, the mockery, or the crucifixion of him. Um, and the lamb had to be, or the lamb died in our in our place as the, or in the Israelites' place as the firstborn. Uh, but now we have Jesus who died in our place, um, and he is the firstborn of many brethren, as it says in Romans eight twenty nine, and he's also the firstborn of his siblings. So. Awesome. So yeah, it's no accident that um, John the Baptist in in John chapter one he says, "Hey, it's the it's the Lamb of God." When he sees Jesus. There's no accident that Jesus is called the Lamb of God. There's so many similarities. Uh, one other thing that I, I think is cool is he, God commands them to eat the entire lamb that night. He says, don't leave any until morning. And so that was kind of like an act of faith. Like, you need to eat this all because I'm going to save you tomorrow, right? But also for us, uh, we need to eat the entire lamb, right? We can't just pick and choose what parts of Jesus we want to eat. We can't just pick and choose what parts of Christianity we want to adhere to. We need to eat the entire lamb. So I'm going to pray. Uh, dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your lamb of God. Thank you for your lamb without defect that um, you sacrificed for us. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to spill your blood. You didn't have to protect us from your wrath. Uh, but you gave us a way out, God. And I thank you so much for that. Um, I pray that during communion, that none of us will eat and drink judgment on ourselves because we're not thinking about your body. Uh, we're not examining ourselves before you, God. I pray that we can all have the right hearts before you in this uh, in this sacred act, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.